Hello and welcome everybody to the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Delayed. Yeah, Stan's got delay. Uh, he's currently in Rosehead on FIFA 12 with his South African team. But, <laughs> but other than that, Stan, look, you look well now that our lockdown has officially been eased. Yes, officially. March uh, 29th as recording. Um, yeah. We're allowed to do a few more things, should we say. Not not much more, but uh, a few more. And uh, in times like this, we'll take anything. Yeah, we will. And Jim, our, our uh, cross-Atlantic cousins, we, we do have a lot of listeners from across the pond. Uh, they, they don't really know much about our lockdown restrictions at the moment, but hopefully we'll be able to do a pod together very soon in the flesh, eh, Jim? Yeah, it's coming. Time's ticking down. At the minute, we've just done stuff our golf clubs. That's this milestone, but soon to be getting together in a studio i can't wait to get in the the new beach hut again beach hut 2.0 jeez i cannot wait for us all to link up again together but jim a few of the england boys linked up this week didn't they they did um two for two um quite funny watching um obviously if you don't know we beat samuel five nil and albania two nil and the world cup qualifiers um quite funny watching all the england players on twitter going up i was moaning about it before yeah, they've all tweeted pretty much the same thing, saying two wins from two, two clean sheets, top of the group. <laughs> it's like there's some PR guys on like every tweet. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll go straight into it. Sam, Marino, not much to talk about, but what I will start off with is Stan is something that we were discussing last week with the England side, thinking, no, it's going to be a five-back show that the players is picked, and he goes and plays two four-back formations. Uh, Four-two-three wants to start off against Sam Marino. Yeah. Um... I mean, it's hard to really judge what... I mean, you wouldn't expect him to to go with a back five against San Marino, but obviously Albania a little bit tougher and he's stuck with the four. I suppose it'll... Uh, I know Lewandowski's out for the game on Wednesday, but it'll be interesting to see whether he sticks with the four, which you'd imagine him to now, especially with Labour being out. But it's kind of like what we said. We wanted... Our worst nightmare was, as like we said last week, was us starting with a five with Henderson and Rice in front against teams that we thought that we could dominate. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with being flexible. And, um, you know, if it gets to those latter stages, if we have the players and the flexibility to switch to a five, um, you know, against those tougher teams where we surrender possession to, then that could only be a good thing. But um, I think for 90% of England's games... Uh, we should be looking to dominate with the types of players that we have and, and playing that back four and getting as many of those talented players that we mentioned last week into uh, into the starting eleven. Yeah, and Cook and that starting eleven has been a much much debated thing. Only obviously there's been a lot of changes from San Marino because we can afford to, but only four players uh, played both games. Obviously, the keeper Nick Pope played in both. John Stone started both games. Um, Calvin Phillips started both games, which might come as a surprise. And Mason Mount, and Mason Mount's been someone like Gareth Southgate has said that look, he's been he's been rating this boy higher than anyone ever, ever has. Even when Lampard was Chelsea manager, and he came up with the goods against Albania, didn't he? Yeah, Mount. Put it this way: if you, if you're not on the Mason Mount train at the moment, you you never will be because he's playing the best football of his career, in my opinion, at this moment in time. And I like what Southgate said when he said. When Lampard was picking him, he was his son. But now Tuchel picks him every week. He's probably our first name on the team sheet with N'Golo Kante. That now you see more people jumping on the hype train, so to speak, and and recognising his quality. I mean, I, I've been a big fan since I, I, I knew about him. He's come through the academy, did really well on, on loan at Vitesse, set some records there, did well on loan at Derby. 
he's definitely a future Chelsea captain, maybe even go as far as say future England captain because he's got all the right attitude. But yeah, huge fan, doing it for club and country and long may it continue. And if you're not a fan, then fuck off. <laughs> and yeah, I mentioned Calvin Phillips there, Stan. Um, saying it's quite a surprise because, I mean, I don't think he'd start for a lot of people, but he started both games. And in the second game against Albania, he actually he started in midfield with Rice. Do you, do you think that is something that England should carry on with? Or um, do they need oh. a different kind of player? No, I don't like that midfield at all. Um, I think you can only have one of Rice or Phillips because, I mean, I said it in uh, in one of our group chats before the game that they both want to, um, you know, go into the same areas. They both want to be the deepest in that midfield. They both want to be the single pivot. Uh, and I don't think either of them are particularly comfortable playing, you know, either if you've got what a single pivot with one of them going to the left or the right, or if you've got a double pivot, I don't think either of them are particularly comfortable maybe moving out to those uh, wing or, you know, wide areas at least. So I think, yeah, you've got to go for one. And, you know, like you say, you're going for rice every time. So was Calvin Phillips last week was only in Cook squad, wasn't he? We, we didn't put him in ours. So uh, yeah, for me, I mean, I saw people uh, talking about whether it would be Calvin Phillips or James Ward-Prowse in the summer um, and for me it's got to be Ward-Prowse and, and you could be looking at taking maybe a Madison over Calvin Phillips I don't think you need him in there but um, I mean I like him I do like him a lot uh, he does give up possession you know quite a lot but I think because of you know the, the manager that he plays under and the style that Leeds play he's constantly looking for those balls over the top and if one of them comes off then it looks like a masterstroke on a highlights reel but um, no I think if you, you've got a, I mean we spoke about Henderson as well we got so many options I think he's probably fourth choice out of Henderson, Rice, Ward-Prowse and himself for me for those two deep positions. Yeah maybe the thinking there is that I've seen that Carver living was a bit um surprised by how much ball England had because he's, obviously he's played Everton who play more counter-attacking style without the ball maybe that's um, a Southgate way of thinking that look Phillips plays in a possession-based team and so do England so maybe he can do a job there but in more general scheme of things Lou um, beating San Marino and Albania I mean ca- can you take anything from it re- really I know it's the qualifier so it's not exactly a friendly but what have you taken from these two games going into the summer's Euros? I've taken... I pro- probably It's probably too far to say England's spine, but in the San Marino game, obviously, we were we were cruising within about... I, th- I think it was 30 minutes. We were 3-0 up at this point. And then half-time subs, you saw Sterling go off, you saw Mount go off, you saw Stones go off, and you saw James go off, which to me says... Okay, these players are, like I said, not maybe not a spine, but they are important to what Southgate wants to do with this England team, and and rightly so. The four players that I believe are going to take us to Euros if if we can, and if they're allowed to in the right system. And credit where credit's due, so far two out of two qualifiers at time of recording, a third against Poland on the way, a Lewandowski-less Poland, might I add, but. We've not played a back three, back five yet, which I am very surprised. Obviously, the San Marino game, you can say, well, there was no, like, bloody, the the janitor wouldn't have played a back five against San Marino, but Hmm. he did it again against Albania. Again, not elite-level opposition, but it's who we've got in front of us at the moment. You obviously, you can only play who you're against, and two from two, no goals conceded, Stan. I don't know about you, yeah. but it's, it's just okay. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know what you think, Jim. How much can you take away from the uh, 
formations that he's using right now, or do you think it's probably going to be more telling in those two uh, pre-tournament friendlies in the... Uh, is it the start of June, end of May, or something like that? Yeah, uh, obviously, we a lot from it now, or you know, is is it like Cook said, who we're playing and we're, we're just playing a back four because of the opposition? Yeah, ideally, I'd have liked to see England up against tougher opposition this week, but we'll maybe we'll find out more come the um, the Poland game and definitely the pre the pre tournament friendlies um, we've got lined up. But the only thing I would take from it is the fact that. He was a much rotate. Obviously, Sam Marino are the worst team in like maybe competitive elite sport <laughs> like ever. But Albania, the actual the the team that Southgate chose to me, it kind of like more look. This is quite close to a first team, first choice England side. We just had Rashford missing and um, Saka was missing too. That, but that's, that's that's another thing as well. I mean, Southgate's already said he knows what eleven he's going with for the first game. So do you think with him playing four two three one? In these two games, that's what he's got in mind. Or I think it's a yeah, bit ain't fit to I say that. I think that's what Southgate's planning for. If Henderson ain't fit, Jim, I think he thinks that he's got a, a ready-made replacement in Rice and Phillips to to make that partnership. That's so what I'm thinking. You, so, do you yeah. think if Henderson, do you think if Henderson's fit, he goes with a back four because he trusts Henderson in Rice in front of it? I, I, I personally think I don't know about you, Jim, but if Henderson's fit, obviously he goes, but. Given off the performances, obviously this season, and him struggling to find fitness, you can't you can't really say he's a first name on the team sheet as if he was in you know in Russia 2018 when obviously he was pivotal for a lot of what England were doing. But now it's touch and go with fitness, Jim. Like I said, I don't know if you agree, but he's not he's not a guarantee anymore, Anderson, is he? No, and that's just mainly because he'd spend the full year playing centre back, and now he's he's got a lengthy injury um, coming into the tournament. But, I mean, I think you're definitely taking just for the leadership, even if he can't play. But, yeah, I mean, I think you look at the, the, the line-up that he shows against Albania, and I don't think there'll be maybe two changes from that side um, that will start. The Euros, we've got Grealish coming back, Henderson potentially coming back, and Rashford. And outside of them, three players, maybe Sancho, but I don't see many more changes. Um, the back four look really solid to me, as in yeah. on paper. And... Just a final question on England before we move on, Stan. Um, mentioned Nick Pope. It's his time to shine because Pickford, he's obviously injured. Um, this is the first time we've seen Pope for England like consecutively. Didn't have too much to do, but did he fully impress? And did, I don't feel confident in any keeper, but as um, these two games made you feel any differently? Uh, actually, slightly, yeah. Um, which sounds crazy considering who we've played, but I don't know about what Cook thought. But um, I thought on the ball against Albania, he really worried me against a team that didn't really press us too highly. Um, I don't know if Cook thought the same, but there were, there were three or four occasions where uh, he had time and he maybe you know went with it with I don't know went for the wrong pass and it went straight to Albania or he tried to clip it down the line and just kicked it out for a throw in. With very little pressure at all, I don't know what you thought, Cook, but it did make me think. Well, maybe that's why. Obviously, maybe that's why we play Pickford because he probably is the strongest on the ball. Uh, and we were discussing last week whether maybe Henderson comes in, who is uh, better on the ball than Pope. Although I do think Pope's a better keeper. So we're in that awkward position where I think you've got Pope is the best keeper out of the three. 
Pickford's the best with his feet out the free, and Henderson's probably you know a middle ground where he's not as good in net as Pope, and he's probably not as good with his feet as Pickford. So, what did what did you think about him with the ball at his feet purely? Because obviously we can't judge him with his goal, you know, saving because I think he probably had two saves to make max. So. Yeah. I think I, I, my opinion on it is I think first and foremost it should be used the best goalkeeper goes in the net and for me that's that's Pope I know Pickford gets a bye because he can kick it dead far um, but but the thing, but like I said primarily it should be used the best goalkeeper Pickford plays for Everton who as it was said before uh, by when he used to play on the counter attack a lot and that and that doesn't really dictate a playing out from the back kind of style Pope plays for Burnley who are quite conventionally route one. The only way for Pope to, to better himself is consistency playing in that way. And the only way you can do that, he's not going to do it at Burnley, obviously, because they're, they're route one. And Pickford, again, at Everton, doesn't play this way. So it just shows that I think give Pope time, because in my opinion, I think at this moment in time, he is the best out of the three goalkeepers. I think yeah. Pickford's actually the worst. And he, just I, I think in terms of who is the best goalkeeper, I think it goes Pope, Henderson, and then it goes to Jordan Pickford because he's he's too mistake prone, and like I said, I bet Nick Pope, Nick Pope's got less than five, five caps to his name. So I think just, well, just try it different, try something different, and hopefully it pays off. I think he's got yeah, not many. I think definitely less than ten. But they were saying that um, he's a first England keeper to get six clean sheets in his first six starts. So well, what more can he? Probably- you know what I mean? That's probably, well, exactly what more can you do, but I think that's probably because he's playing lesser up home when Pickford's fit, he plays. Um, but what I would like to see is I'd like to see not only England, but Pope in an England side against a team of similar level and see how we try and do, will we try and play out from the back where we go direct to Kane? Because obviously over the first two games, we just kind of did what we wanted because teams were so deep on our goal kicks anyway. We didn't really have to play out of any press. So, it's a shame Lewandowski's out again uh, for Poland, but um, yeah, no, yeah that, I, I would like to see yeah. how Poland does against a team like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the worry though, isn't it? Because we 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 want that test game almost. <laughs> we don't want that test game coming in the actual tournament. Otherwise, we could be in trouble. Uh, because I think with the tendencies Maguire and definitely what Stones has too, they both very comfortable at club level. Whether Maguire rightly or wrongly, with Davide, he still does it. They still go back to the keeper like when they need to. And I guess it's just if we don't get that test game, that chance to see Pope against the high press, yeah. well, that, you, will just, to, you yeah. will just have to choose who's impressed most in training. And it's it's a problem position that has been for years for England. And I think it might just come down to ultimately Pickford starts and you just pray that it's not one of them games where he just does a howler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our two tournament friendlies are Austria and Romania. So again, we're not really going to test ourselves too much in that department. So it might be, you know, that first game against Croatia, it's a, you know, sink or swim for Nick Pope if he decides to go with him and we do decide to play out from the back. Yeah, and in a team, sorry, in a, in a team just full of class, like the, the keeper position is so far behind. Like even, you can you kind of think of an up and coming one really, can you? That's going to... David like Aaron Ramsdale's like the young English keeper and he's been relegated mm-hmm. four times, three times. His XG is terrible as well, Aaron Ramsdale. It, it seems like he can see his every shot on target. Yeah. Fa- Go on, Jim. I feel like we've always had a bad keeper, always from growing up. I mean, yeah. they had always hyped to be good, but Seaman James is yeah, crap. Robinson. Yeah, Hart. I mean, honestly, Joe Hart was probably the best one and then for England he was crap. Yeah. 
So, no, I'd yeah, agree. probably all, all our eggs for future tournaments are probably in Dean Anderson's basket, aren't they? But obviously, for right now, um, yeah, like Cook said, for me, Pope's the best. We should be starting, and you know, we uh, for me, I, I don't understand why so many teams play out, but that's a conversation for a different day, especially when you've got Kane and you can just miss the press out and then you're off. But you know, we'll see what happens, but it's an interesting uh discussion. It is interesting, and Stan, just before we let you go. <laughs> yeah, not you. Well, just before we let, <laughs> not just before we let just Stan go. I mean, you can't put you down. You Me and Jim can take this on our own if you want to piss off. But <laughs> I was impressed by Jude Bellingham, Stan. I've not seen a lot of him playing for Borussia Dortmund, but for a seventeen-year-old lad, he looked like he just slotted into this three-man midfield on that left side quite well. And I just, I just wanted your opinion on him because I was impressed. Yeah. Seeing next I mean, of him. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to judge him too much because he came on at four 0 up against San Marino. Yeah. So I think, I think that um, you know, sixteen-year-old Chris from you know down the road could have uh, probably come on and, and looked all right. But no, he's a good player, obviously, and he's playing week in, week out for Dortmund and in the Champions League. So I didn't really expect any less, especially you know that there's. I think the average age of the midfield in uh, our under twenty-one squad is nineteen, and, and Jude Bellingham seventeen, and he's in is in the senior squad. So if that's happening, then you're bound to be, you know, a, a, a decent player. So, you know, fair, fair play to him. But whether, you know, we, we, we didn't even, I didn't even mention him when we were on about those players that can play a bit deeper. He's not going to get, a, yeah. uh, you know, a starting role in those forward positions. But probably like we spoke about with Godfrey last week, if he is your fourth choice midfielder there, it might you might be as well taking him and getting him that experience for the next one. Yeah, of course. And obviously he might, might finish the season well with Dortmund. Like we said, only 17 box the box energy from what we've seen and yeah long may it continue I mean he, he was a bit of a scapegoat for me from the last pod where we was talking about who we, we take in our World Cup squads and he didn't make any of ours uh, off the top of my head but no he didn't but I'm just thinking then I mean they've got Dortmund obviously got the, the City tie and the quarterfinal Champions League if Drew Bellingham impresses against a Pep Guardiola midfield that will his chances of playing the Euros will skyrocket because that's like I don't know I'm a City fan saying that but it's probably hardest midfield to play against the, the intensity and the way the pressure Welcome back listeners I've got better the week for you this week Jordy's been sat this week because I forgot to text him that's on me but I've made my own better the week and I'll win you some money if that dickhead can't for your ugly bird so listen up so we've got Chelsea to win to nil at home to West Brom in the early kickoff we've got Leeds to win at home to Sheffield United at three o'clock half five we've got Leicester Man City both teams score result to Pep Guardiola's men and then last but by no means least the eight o'clock kickoff we've got Liverpool versus Arsenal both teams score result Jürgen's red men so just oh bloody hell Jim Jim's just showed me a little punt there <laughs> Fabian Delph can you just tell me their mods Jim 250 to one to What's start against whoever playing in the first game of the Euros. Fancy it. 
But, uh, that, that's Jim's nap. That's solely with Jim. <laughs> I know. You want to get on Fabian Delph at that price? Hurry up because he'll get back to him very soon when this goes live. <laughs> but just to recap the better of the week, we've got Chelsea to beat West Brom to nil, Leeds to beat Sheffield United, Man City both teams score result against Leicester, Liverpool both teams score result at Arsenal. And Stan, what can the punters do with the information that I've just presented to them? They can uh, shove it up the rackers. Or oh, your filthy little assholes. Hello and welcome back to Eleven. But it's been a few weeks since we've done it. But I mean, I mean, I've, I've, I've had, I'm not lying to you, lads. I've had Warrior Davis in the DMs, and he has been, he has been complaining. But I mean, I've told him that we're not doing it again. So hopefully, he doesn't listen this week. Give us that would be nice, Warwick Davis. <laughs> I presume he didn't post it for obvious reasons. Well, anyway, I don't know who starts this week. Um, but I'm just going to say Ludus because why not? And I mean, this one, if you did, if you was being a nerd and researching what lineup you think I'd do, it's pretty obvious. And I mean, we're talking about the Euros. So I've naturally just done England's um, starting 11 for the first Euro game in 2016. Can you remember that game, anyone? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> in Wales? Euro tw- no, no, the first Euro- one. Euro 2016. Who did he play? Oh, Russia. Russia. We was in the stocks watching that one, Stan. Yeah, Remember we that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played Russia. Yeah, Berezutsky with a 90 second well, minute equaliser. Eric Dyer scored a free kick. Yeah, I remember. No. Berezutsky equaliser. Cook was Play asleep. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. If Eric Dyer was playing, I was definitely asleep. <laughs> well, there's one player. Well, well, yeah. So, Cook, you can start with that one if you want. But, I mean, um, Roy Hodgson's 11 for this one, lads. It was not an impressive one. So, that's my only clue. Luke to start us off. I'll have to go Eric Dyer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bitch move, but I'll have to go Eric Dyer. I'm sorry. He's unashamedly took a tap in there. Don't blame him. Hey, Sterling would be proud. Just going to say, the snake himself I, I still think um, Mr. Rooney was playing. Mr. Rooney was playing right next to Eric Dyer in his later centre midfield years. Oh, fuck. If Waz is dropping down there, then surely Harry Kane has to be <laughs> Surely. Surely. Two plus two equals four for Cook this time. He's in. That's a great finish from Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, is it? Was Harry Kane right? Um, Look at Stan. Was Harry Kane right? 2016. Uh, Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker, yeah, another Tottenham boy oh, oh, at the time, obviously. It would have been that long ago he was at Spurs. Fuck. Too old, Lou, to go. Did we say this was Woy? This was Woy era? It was Woy, it was. Right. It was a bad era, this was the Iceland this tournament. Is, this is the era where he proper licked arse at Liverpool when they had like an average crop of players. So, I'm presuming we played 4-2-3-1, or a variation of 4-3-3. So, I'm going to have to go Adam Liliana. It's a good guess, Liliana there on the right. Surely not. Yeah, in, yeah. Fucking hell. That's right. Fucking hell, boy. You are so predictable, old man. Fuck me. He's crap. He's crap. Um, Fuck. Good result. Raheem. Yeah, sure. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, he did start. Remember this one? I think he just signed for City this this season. Um, And Pep was coming in, remember? Was that when Leicester won it or Chelsea? 15-16? Chelsea. 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 
And so yeah, Raheem's in. Three all, cook to go. Chelsea. A little light bulb has just gone off my head then, thanks to Stan. He Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go Gary Cahill. He would have been knocking about for the England squad around then. Maybe not starting, but I feel like he would have been there. Well, I mean, he started him now at Palace and he started, he started him then, then. So yeah, 4-3 to cook. Come on! I've <laughs> only got four <laughs> players to go. So who have we got? We've got four players to go. We've got... We've had Walker, we've had Cahill, we've had Dyer, Rooney, and we've had the front three with Lana, Kane, and Sterling. We're missing Stan, a keeper. We're missing a centre half. What else are we missing? A centre half and a midfielder. If we're playing 4 3 3, 4 2 3 1. Yeah, and a left back. I'm torn between two for that final centre mid position. Well, I don't oh, think he got us down. So, but <laughs> left back, fucking hell! Um... So many like bit part players that have just kind of filled that role for for so many of the years for like eighteen months or so. So it could be a lot of people. I'm just trying to think who was playing quite well at that point. I'm torn between two for the uh, for the third midfielder. So we've got Dio, we've got Rooney. I'm going to go with Henderson. Who is your other one? Actually, no, don't tell me that because Cook could come in. Oh, no, I was just sitting here quiet then thinking, go on, but, but you're wrong and that's the first life lost. He didn't start. Fuck. So Cook. Pressure. Well, either way, I'm going to go in. Oh, no. Should I go with my other one? Fucking hell. I've got a few. I'm going to go with my other one. Yeah. Could, could steal. <sighs> nah, Stan's trying to put me in a centre mid trap here. I'm trying to think. What are you Am feeling? I? I'm going to go for another tap in, Joe Hart. Stan, you should have got that one. He was awful this tournament, wasn't he? Remember this one? He was awful. Oh, the free kit with Bale, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, he's in. Really this kind awesome. of ruined in this tournament. You're trying to mine in the Iceland yeah. throw-ins. Um, right, I'm going to go for the other one. The other one. Because I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> I was 50-50 on that final centre midfielder slot. Um, <laughs> was it too early? Oh, you're oh, doubting yourself now. No. no, it wasn't because I might be wrong, but I swear he celebrated with uh, his good friend Eric Dyer and I think it was Deli Ali. He was Deli Ali. Oh no! But Cook, if you get this one, you win. Mm. So Cook to win. I'm doing the Deli Ali celebration, so hopefully this will this will give me better vision with this team. Wait, how many's left? Two. Two. I remember. So Cook I remember wins this one. He's, 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 yeah, because I've used, I've lost a life. That's what I remember. The, I have visuals of players in kits. So, red kit. I remember yeah, Ali celebrated with Dyer. I'm torn here at, at fullback because... Fucking shit team this, by the way, no. after what we've just been speaking about in the first segment. I know, yeah. Spoilt for choice in one, and then in the next one, we've got fucking Eric Dyer. Yeah, Lalana on right wing. A well, Deli Ali, Dyer and Rooney midfield. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, that's no good, that. Oozes Swaz. But I'm going to... Oh, fuck. I think he was kind of out of the fold. Oh, I'm torn between Ashley Young and somebody else. 
to win it, Cook. Can you ask? Can you ask Daniel how that move to Milan's going? Because I'm picking Danny Rose. He was the other one. Oh, it's got to be him. Left yeah, back. I couldn't think Not of a left back. It was a team littered with Spurs players, and that probably is why we failed because they are Spurs. And Danny Rose was another Spurs litter. Yes. <laughs> How many? Sp- so we had a nice Spurs spine. We had w- we had Walker, Rose, Ali, Dyer, and Kane. Half the team was playing. Did Spurs. you do well last season? Why are these so many Spurs players? I it? don't know. But do you have a centre back? Anyone? Any guesses? Quick. Oh God, who would have been Phil Jones? Oh, the other one. Oh, oh Chris Smalling. Smalling. <laughs> 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 I know we all just knew who the other one was. They should have started them both together. That's where you went wrong. Maldini oh, and Gary Cale. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit real. Yeah, that's a now. horrible team, by the way. Yeah. We might have our doubts about the current crop of England players, but I mean, we're going into a tournament with Stones and Maguire at centre back, two of the best in the league. Not Gary Cale and Chris Smalling. <laughs> One of the best. And ever. also, the, our front, our front three is like we've got a better Harry Kane now, a much better Raheem Sterling now, and you, you could, you could, there's about twenty English lads better than Milan on the right right now. Mm. So I mean, positives. We've got, we've got an actual DM, not Eric Dyer. Yeah, centre back playing though. So there you go. Cook takes it. I don't know what the scores are. I, he might have leveled it up. Uh, Someone will be counting at home. We'll say one nil. Yeah. Our loyal listeners. <laughs> we'll say one nil. To, yeah, we'll say five nil to Lou. I think it's five nil. <laughs> we'll say I've just won the whole thing, and you have to just drink the rest of dab on. So we've had some questions in from some loyal listeners. So thank you very much for getting in touch with us. We've actually got a message in our Instagram DMs off Mitchell. So thank you very much, Mitchell, for getting in touch with the boys. There's your shout out. And I expect my check in the post, you little shit. So first question is, it's a simple question. Grealish, Mount, Madison. One has to go. Stan? (laughs) Let's go. I presume this is for the Euros, Mitchell. When you when you say one has to go, do you mean I need to get rid of one, or only yeah. one can go to the Euros? You need to you need to put a, a hit out on one of them to get them killed. Oh, I think the more interesting question is if you could only take one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I, pre- I presume it is who goes to the Euros. One has to go. One has to go. Um, one has to go is in one. Don't make the plane. Yeah, um, James Madison, I think. Anyway, All right, uh, I... Mount as a... Yeah, I'll be, well, yeah, go on, Jim. I'll let you answer. I was going to say, I agree. I think we touched on it last week, but now I'm going to just just quickly add on to it, Stan. Now one has to go, as in the other way, as in two goes and one stays at home. Oh, I so like that, one. Jim. I like that. I think that's a harder question. No, I do. Fuck off, Mitchell. Don't give us a... Jack over. Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. Oh shit! I like that. For me, for me, for me, is the best out of the um, the English attacking midfielders, and I, I rate a lot of them highly. But for me, he is he is just the best, brilliant player. Okay, so thanks for getting in touch, Mitchell. It's all love at the Cookie Pod. He knows he's a loyal listener. But second question we've actually got in from Andrew. If not England, then who are you guys backing your money? On to go all the way. None of this each way bollocks emphasised in this question. So thanks, Andrew, for getting in touch. So Stan, none of this each way bollocks. Who's going to be uh, <laughs> your uh, your sole survivor? Your um, 2021. 
Well, normally, normally what I do is um, obviously after England is I just pick the team with the largest amount of players that I like, and that is uh, by far and away Portugal, who I, who I spoke about last week. So for me, it's got to be uh, Cristiano and Bruno. Mm. Jim, uh, Belgium. Ooh, go on, Jim. I want to. I want to hear this. Nice, n- nice side of the draw. Um, Hazard will be miraculous, the amazing uh, minus, and he's going to be the best player of the Euros. I believe in for one. I believe Bobby Brown shoes. And then we've got the best player in the world, Kevin De Bruyne. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, Bobby Brown shoes. Eh? He's not had them on for a while, nor has he had his hair for a while. But thanks for getting in touch with them questions. Those quick fire questions from Andrew and the other cunt's name, who I forgot. I'm sorry. What? We'll tell you where. Yeah, Mitchell, that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> But Mitchell and Andrew obviously know where to find us on our socials. I'll tell you where you can find us at Cookie Just Podcast One. At Cookie Podcast, followed by the number one, is where you can find our Insta and Twitter. We're on YouTube as well. Just search in. That's the way the cookie crumbles. All podcast providers: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. You can get us in. If you don't have any of the above, you can get us on our host platform, Anchor FM. And yeah, it's been episode 98. I've been with Jim and Stan. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Peace out. You're welcome.